Hello everyone. I started to record an opening for season or episode four. Sorry. And um <clears throat> I couldn't stop talking about the new season, season four of Stranger Things. Instead of, you know, just an opening for episode four of season one, so I decided maybe because I just watched it and um you know, it's fresh in my mind and that's all I can think about that I would turn this into sort of a bonus episode just talking about the new season, um, just as a bonus. And um, it's going to be shorter, obviously, because I'm just going to be saying stuff. But I'm trying to avoid, I tried to avoid spoilers because I thought it was the opening of episode four. So around the 18 minute mark, I'm going to start giving spoilers. But this is my warning that there will be spoilers for the season four of Stranger Things. And all the previous seasons as well. So, total spoilers <laughs> um, coming up. And they don't start until about, you know, 17, 18 minutes in. But um, they're going to be there. And I just wanted to re-record an opening um, with the new deal here. With the new, <laughs> um, new plan for this episode. And obviously it's going to be titled, you know, that it's a... Um, bonus episode with spoilers and I'm going to put the, you know, spoiler warning in the title and all that, but <clears throat> now we know what it's going to be about. I wanted to kind of open up a different way and then we're going to have a fake opening <laughs> where I just start rambling about the new season. And so I was like, you know, since I'm already doing this, I might as well just do a bonus episode where I get, get all this out, clear the air. So I can continue on with each episode that way. I won't have all this, you know, because I have theories and stuff. I won't have all this in the back of my mind. And I can just kind of put it out there and then move on. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So, enjoy. This is kind of a little thing that I'm interjecting at the beginning to explain what's going on. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Rain on Your Parade. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I've seen the first seven episodes of season four. I just want to scream. Like, I just, not in a bad way. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I said I wasn't going to talk about it at all. But let me just say, like, if you haven't seen it yet, you have to watch it. I don't even understand these people who are like, I haven't finished it yet. I'm like, it's freaking been three days. Like, you've had time. Like, uh, it took me two days to watch it, but I did that on purpose. Like, it, I could have watched it all straight through Friday, but I wanted to save some episodes for Saturday just to have something to watch for Saturday, you know? I wanted to stretch it out so I could enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh man, but dang. <laughs> And every part of it was so, like, I'm, I'm on my second, like, I'm on my first rewatch. I don't know how many times I'm going to rewatch it before the next volume comes out. But watching it over a second time, it's just, because the first time you watch it through and everything is kind of confusing and all over the place. And then when you watch it back, you're like, everything makes so much sense. Like, everything just makes so much sense. But anyway... Oh my gosh, I, you know, and I was starting to doubt them. You know what I mean? I'm like, where are they going with this? 
you know, is this just, you know, I don't, I don't even know what I was thinking, but, I, you know, I was just trying to take it all in and find out what was happening, you know? And then when everything came together, you know, it was just like, I was in awe of the writing skills of these people. And like, you know, I was impressed by a character, but super impressed by a character's, you know, just power, like ability and, and strength and, and, and goodness, you know what I mean? But like, then uh, like impressed you know super impressed with the writing i'm like this is how you write a story it was like so satisfying like you know what i mean it's not even done yet but it's like because we still have volume two but even like getting through episode seven and this is how you do it you want to because you know there's still unanswered questions of course but it's like this is how you do a chapter and this is how you do a series like if you're gonna have to wait and they knew they were gonna do this like if they're separating, you know, the first seven episodes from the next one, they want to give us a satisfying, like, answer, you know, a big reveal. And then, you know, that's how you do that. That is exactly how you do that. You give a big reveal that's super satisfying while still leaving things up in the air a little bit. You know what I mean? And that's, they've always done this with, like, the end of the seasons, which with the end of the actual seasons, they give, like, way more answers than this because we're not going to have to wait you know, we're only going to be waiting, like, a month. So it's, like, they can get away with, like, not revealing everything yet because we know that, like, you know, it's it's coming in a month. But it's just, like, if you're going to separate, you know, volumes like this, you want to give people a satisfying nearly, like, an ending or an answer, a huge answer, you know, to leave them satisfied. and t But also asking more questions, like, an ending between seasons for something that's not, like, the actual ending of the entire series. Like, you want people to be satisfied and curious still. Like, you want them to have more questions but also be satisfying, you know? And that's exactly what they did. It's like, you all are just... I can't... I don't know why I ever doubt them. Like, and I, I wasn't, like, super doubting them. It was just, like... You know, when I see things like that, I'm like, I don't know how anybody could ever doubt these people. Like, I, they never disappoint me. <laughs> they never disappoint me. <laughs> like, they are so great. Like, they never disappoint me, like, as far as how they're writing. But anyway, that's just my first take opinions on that. Um, I can't say too much, obviously, because I don't want to spoil anything. I have, like, a thousands more opinions about individual moments and characters and things, but we'll get to that when I cover it in the podcast, obviously, but, um, it's gonna be a while before I get to that, uh, season four, and I'll have watched, like, the whole thing, um, about then, but today, on this podcast, we're gonna have to go back and, 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 you know, I kinda wanna go back and watch the entire thing from the beginning, like, this, you know, this season changes everything from the start, so, in a way, not really, but it gives you more context, so it's like, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, it gives so much more context to everything, and so I just kind of want to rewatch the entire thing, which I'm doing that with the podcast, but I kind of want to just sit and watch it, um, just for my pleasure to, like, look at things from the new perspective. I love when shows do this, like, they reveal something huge, and it's like, it changes the entire past, you know what I mean? But not in a bad way, it just, it doesn't change anything, it just, 
gives mm, deeper context to the past, and so you kind of want to watch it over, you know, from the beginning again, and it, it, even, you know, and so, well, even when I read, like, Suspicious Minds, the uh, novel, which this season, season four, has kind of, um, in a way, kicked out the canon of the comics. The comics, I guess, are not canon. Which I'm okay with, in a way. I'm like, I'm I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I, I like this better, in a way. Um, but I definitely want the novels to be canon, and I don't think... There's not much more they would do, or could do, to, like... For them to for the novels not to work as canon because I don't you know because they they're all outside of like the Tom period of the show you know what I mean except for like you know things that happen directly to characters I don't know we'll see we'll see um, because it's like here I am sitting here being like well since I know from the novels that Andrew Rich is Eleven's biological dad you know, this theory doesn't work, but it's like, it, you know, does the theory not work? You know, if the if the novel's not canon, can I have this theory? You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I'm just having a bunch of theories. And um, <laughs> so, I don't know. But anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> unless, unless the novel could still be canon and like certain people just didn't know certain things, that, that still could work. It's like, so, you know, they just thought this because that was the only... Okay, never mind. So even with the novel, if the novel is still canon, they can still do the theory that I'm thinking. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm like, my gears are turning here, and I'm like, unless... <laughs> and still, you know, like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking out loud. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm trying to get back into this, like, whole, like, watching this episode, um, episode four of season one, The Body, from the perspective of somebody who hasn't seen season, like, the, you know, the things in the future of the show. Um, not just season four, but, like, you know, the next ones, you know, uh, two and three also. You know, we don't want to come at it from that context in a way. Um, I mean, I don't know how... You know, I don't know how people would feel about that, but let, like, what I do with these is, like, I like to just keep it in the context of this particular episode and what we've seen so far, you know what I mean, in the podcast world. Like, since I've seen the first three episodes, I'm treating, I like to treat each episode as if I'm watching this for the first time, um, you know, and, uh, I like to do it that way, um. Because it just makes more sense to me. I don't want to come in with people who, you know, have never seen the show and they, like, listen to my podcast and they're like, you know, it's like, you go watch the episode by episode breakdown and come and listen to this or, you know, listen to this straight through. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you want. But, like, I just like to keep it, you know, chronological, I guess. But in my personal life, I have some theories and I'm going to go... I wish I had somebody to talk to about these series because it's like, come on, people, get finished watching it so we can talk about it. And, like, some people just, like, you know, and I'm like, I want to talk about the deep theories, like, the deep theories, like, because I have so many in my brain. It's like, 
so why is this person like this and this is like this and it's like so like I have all these like thoughts and opinions and theories and I'm just trying to figure out this whole thing and um it's just fantastic okay but um besides all that trying to get out of that I'm not even done watching the second like the second time through I'm still watching it the second time through um, I got three episodes left for that, so I haven't, I've seen every episode once, and then the first four episodes I've seen twice. So, um, I'm probably gonna watch it over and over again. I don't know how many times I'm gonna watch it, but, like, dude. Um, yeah. You know. Ugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is, ugh. Uh, but anyway. And definitely before the volume two, like, when volume two comes out in July, I'm probably just gonna sit and watch, like, all of it straight through, you know, instead of waiting or, or, like, watching it, just those two episodes, I'm probably just gonna watch you know, the whole thing and then be like okay, I'm ready for the next one, you know um, but anyway I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna rewatch for in preparation for that, but um, cause that's just how I do things <sighs> with things I really like, I mean there are some shows that I sit there and I watch it like, a lot of CW shows, even Roswell, which I kinda like Roswell's, like, the only CW show right now that I even, like, really like at all. And even that, I'm like, how many episodes are left before this is over? You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, I could just kind of drag through them in a way. Like, there's not many shows out right now that I'm just like, I want to savor every moment of <laughs> these episodes. Like, and you know, I feel like I'm just getting through episodes of things. Even, like, only Murders in the Building, I felt like that in a way, but then, like, you know, I didn't. You know what I mean? Because it was entertaining. It started to get me. You know what I mean? It started to get me. And, um, but a lot of things I try to watch, even things I kind of enjoy, I'm just like, ugh, you know, how many episodes do I have to watch to get caught up, you know, or whatever? It feels like a job. And it's like, I miss... I miss Stranger Things so bad because I I'm, I'm, I forgot almost that feeling of like needing to see the next scene, needing to see the next episode, needing to, you know, really, really, really being into it. And like, there has not been much, you know, even Cruel Summer, like, it was good, but like, not this level, you know what I mean? Not Stranger Things level. And it's just like so... There's so little, there's so few things on TV right now that I feel this way about, you know? It's like needing to watch it and feeling good when you're watching it and not feeling like, okay, I need to get caught up, you know, or whatever. And it's just, it's been so long since since there was a show like this good, you know what I mean? And uh, since Mr. Robot, you know, like Mr. Robot and Stranger Things, like a lot of things I'm just like, binge watched like Jessica Jones which I never felt like I needed to you know like Jessica Jones was one of the good ones where it's like I need to see more I want more episodes like those things that you just like crave more episodes and it's like you know with Lost or or Pretty Liars or Mr. Robot like there's just some shows that are just like I need more I want there to be a thousand more episodes I don't care how long it takes to finish watching them I want to watch all of it you know uh, I feel like there's never enough content, you know, 
but some shows you're like, okay, how long is this going to drag on? You know, like, you kind of want to see what happens, but you're not, like, fully enjoy- enjoying, like, the experience. And you're like, how do how many more before I get caught up and get this over with and find out what happens? And, like, I like Roswell. Like, I enjoy watching Roswell, the New Mexico one. Um, but most CW shows, I'm just like, ugh. And, like, Riverdale got to that point, and obviously we're going to talk about that later, but it just, oh my gosh, you know. And even, like, like Batwoman, it's like, I kind of enjoy this, I kind of want to know what happens, but, like, I just kind of feel like watching it is a chore, you know. And it just, you know, and I just started cutting out, like, Nancy Drew and Batwoman, I cut, I cut, cut all of them out of my viewing. Like, I'm like, I quit, because... This shouldn't feel like a chore. But even stuff I like and still want to watch, they don't feel like Stranger Things. You know what I mean? Even like The Handmaid's Tale, it's like, I want to know what happens for sure. But I'm not having fun anymore, you know? I'm not having fun watching it. Even like some episodes of The Witcher, which I like The Witcher, but even some of the, not all, not all the episodes, but even some of the episodes of The Witcher, I'm just kind of like, okay like what happens now you know and it's not it's not the same as like stranger things <laughs> i don't there's hardly anything that gives me that feeling you maybe the show you that was exciting but not not to the level of stranger things that's what i'm saying like the stranger things is like one of the only things that really makes me feel probably the only thing that really makes me feel that that much like that you know i think it is that's on right now, um, you know, like Mr. Robot's done, um, but anyway, I just feel like there's never enough Stranger Things, there could be so much more content, and I would watch every moment, like, (laughs) like, they're like, these, these episodes are over an hour long, and I'm like, I don't care, I wish they were five hours of these, like, Give me it all. Like, make it long as possible. I don't even care. Like, you know, I could watch these characters do whatever. Like, I don't even care if they have a plot. Just just have them hanging out and I will enjoy it. Like, honestly. Um, and, you know, I've said that since they were little kids and they were fun to watch as kids. But honestly, like, I still care about them. And so it's like... You could have these kids sitting around doing whatever they do on a daily basis, and I would watch it. Like, they're just not... I just don't... <laughs> you know, certain characters, like the kids, um, and Steve and Robin, I don't even... You know, all of them. They're so good at... Even the newer characters, like Robin, it's like, you just... It, Eddie, when they introduced Eddie this season, like, sorry to bring up a new character, but, like, even introducing new characters this season, it's like, how do y'all do this? How do y'all create new characters that I'm fully invested in so much already? You know, it's like, they're totally new, and I still care about them. You know, maybe not as much as, like, Eleven or Original, like, the OGs, but I I don't know. Maybe I'll just not do this episode right now and just this My First Thoughts episode. Like, a little interjection bonus episode of, like, first thoughts on season four. You know, just a little, just to clear my mind of it. Just to get it out there so I don't, like, keep bringing it up um, in the next episode. In in the, the body episode. That That's better. That That's better. Because I feel like I just need to talk about this. 
and maybe I could talk about it and do spoilers, like theories and things, because it's like I need to talk about this because, you know, if and put like a huge spoiler alert on the title of the episode. That that could be fun. Maybe I could do that. Um, if I feel like it, after after my rewatch this time, um, I'll add more content to this episode and do a bonus episode. Um, and maybe that'll be it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Now, after having watched this a second time around and finishing the first seven episodes, I thought I would do a little bit of um, talking about oh, so many things happened that it's just, like, so hard not to, like, go into everything I want to talk about, but the big reveal, I guess, would be the thing. And right now is when spoilers start. Like, I'm just warning you. Spoilers start right now for season four, okay? The big reveal at the end. So, we get to the end and we find out that, you know, one, Henry, Peter, you know, they're all the same person. Um, the orderly, his name was Peter, like, Brenner changed his name to Peter. Um, but his original name was Henry. He was Henry uh, Creel. So he was the little boy in the house, you know, and blah, blah, blah. He went into a coma. His dad thought he died a week later, but actually he just, um, Brenner kidnapped him. Which is like, sucks of Brenner to do that, but like, Brenner knew what he did. So it's like, um, in this one time, <laughs> I'm gonna, like, be like, well, somebody needed to take him away. Somebody knew, who, who knew what he did, but, like, I can understand Brenner not telling anyone, like, oh, this kid has telekinesis, and that's how he killed everybody, but, you know, first of all, they put his dad in jail, but it's like, would it be worse for his dad to go to jail or for his dad to know that he... That it was his son doing all this. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't even know. But, like, it was kind of... We don't need to find reasons to not... You know, because some people might... <laughs> I don't know. Brenner is a bad person. Brenner's a bad person. He's always been a bad person. He's going to be a bad person forever. Just because we're allowing him... Um, like, Brenner's alive. Okay? That's spoiler number one. Uh, but... Brenner's alive, obviously, but he, you know, just because we're letting him train Elle, um, we're letting him teach her how to get her powers back, and using his techniques to get her powers back, it doesn't mean that, you know, he's redeemed, or that we're okay with him. Like, nothing he did was excused because of what he's doing now. Um, so yeah, him kidnapping... Henry was bad, um, just in some ways, and, you know, if, he, if it were me, and I was Brenner, like, it would be hard for me to do it, but given that I know it's not hard for Brenner to do it, <laughs> um, if I were in his shoes and I knew what that kid did, I would have killed him. Like, honestly, like, it was after Brenner put in the Cerebro or whatever the freak, um, what's she talking about? <laughs> Somebody just, like, messaged me. Stranger Things, and that's all they said. It's like, well, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all that's been on my mind lately. 
as well. Um, but anyway, so 11, I'm so, <laughs> as soon as it was, like, as soon as I saw everything come to, like, the conclusion of episode 7, like, after it was over, I was just so in awe of the writers, and I was so impressed with Eleven, because it's like, she was eight years old, guys. This was the original, the OG telekinesis dude. Like, one was not just, he wasn't the first experiment. He was who all the experiments were based on. He was the goal of all the rest of the experiments. Like, they were trying to recreate him. He was the original. So it's like, he is the strongest one. He's one, you know, he was the first of Brenner's, like, telekinesis patients. <sighs> he just had those powers, you know what I mean? We don't know where they came from. He, but he was evil, you know what I mean? Like, from the start, he chose to be evil from the get-go. He was a psychopath. Basically, Henry, as a kid even, is like, he did all the classic psychopath things, except he used telekinesis to do those things, you know what I mean? And, um... We've seen L do sort of some of the things that he did, um, but not in the same way and not for the same reasons. Like, in the woods when she killed that squirrel, she was cooking it to eat. <laughs> she wasn't, you know, torturing and killing animals for fun. Um, so just basically anything that normal people would have compared to psychopaths that kill people, you know, she's a normal person. I mean, she's not normal, but like, Morally, she's she's morally a normal person. Like as far as morals go, she has the instincts, and I would say even better than most people because when she was eight, she grew up in the lab. She didn't know a difference between right and wrong the way that people outside the lab do. They have a whole different set of moral codes in the lab. You know what I'm saying? But she somehow like what she saw all the people that were you know all the kids that that Henry had killed and all this, she knew that was bad. You know what I mean? She just knew it was bad. But she could have left. And, like, when I was watching it with my mom, he was like, do you want to join me? And um, Eleven's like, no. And mom's like, see, she could say no and just leave. Like, my mom was just, like, worried about her. You know what I mean? She's like, she could just say no and then just turn around and run away. And it's like, first of all, he would catch her, obviously. He's going to try and kill her when she says no regardless. So it's like, there's no whatever. But, like, another thing is she was not about to leave because even at eight years old, she saw the things that he was doing and she heard him tell her all the things he planned to do, like destroy humanity. And even at eight years old, she was like, I cannot let this continue. Like, I want to stop this. I'm going to stop him from doing this to more people. You know, like, she took it upon herself to stop him. It was not even her job or responsibility, but I think she could a little bit, even at eight, felt a little responsible because she's the one that took that chip out of his neck, which it's like, it's not really her fault. You know what I mean? Because I wanted her to, like, at the moment, I was like, yeah, do it. Like, I didn't fully trust him, and I was like, I don't know, man. But, like, if I would have been her, I would have done the same thing. Like, you know, like, I, she, she was trying to help him. And that's all she thought. You know, he was so, like, how would she know? How was she supposed to know he even had powers, you know? So, anyway. But I do think she kind of felt responsible because she took the chip out. 
But she was like, I'm the one that's here. I'm the one that can. And I'm going to stop him. Like, she just instinctively, you know, wanted to be a force for good. Just instinctively. Even at eight years old. So it's like, she, you know, (laughs) she always is like, I'm afraid I'm a monster. It's like, girl, you are the opposite. But I do not like him but like Brenner being like you talk of superheroes and monsters but humanity human beings are more complicated than that and I'm like I can't believe this show is making me agree with this person that I hate like <laughs> like I like the I like what he said there because that's true and um Eleven needs to learn that you know what I mean it's like you you know she's not perfect I mean she's great but she's not perfect you know she is a jealous girlfriend. She's kind of, you know, she was a brat with Hopper sometimes. It didn't make me like her even a little bit less, you know. It's just, it just is, you know. She's just a human being, you know. She needs to accept that, you know, that she is an actual human being. And I think, you know, a lot of it stems from her trauma of, like, and also just the fact that she knows, you know, people would judge her for her powers, and call her a freak and a monster, you know, and she just still has this, like, you know, she knows that she has the ability to hurt people, and that scares her, like, she's kind of scared of herself, you know what I mean, but she can also use her powers for good, which she has mostly only done that, you know what I mean, like, she's mostly only used her powers for good, or self-defense, and so it's like, girl, you're fine. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, and she has this extra layer because it's like other people are allowed to make mistakes, but when she does, it's very, the consequences of her mistakes are more than other people's because, you know, she can do more damage, you know, with her powers. So, you know, I can see why she, and it's good. It's good that she cares. You know what I mean? It's good that she cares. Like, she cares enough to try and learn to be responsible because instead of feeling like she's like the opposite of Henry, she's like the exact opposite of Henry, you know, her, his powers made him feel superior to everyone else. And like, he was better than everyone else. And like, he could judge everyone else, but her, for her having powers made her feel, feel on the one hand, like an outcast, but also they humbled her in a way that she's like, instead of thinking I'm better than everyone else because I have these powers, even when people tell her that she is like, you're cool, you're a superhero. Like the only thing that she likes about having her powers is that she can use them to help people. You know what I'm saying? And, and she also is scared of her powers sometimes because she doesn't want them to make her into a monster. She has, they make her feel she wants to be responsible with her powers. You know what I mean? Like, she wants to be, you know, worthy of having the powers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope I'm good enough and always make the best decision possible with the powers that I have. You know what I mean? Like, so she's like the anti Vecna. You know what I mean? Like, she really is. Like, they're the anti each other. Like, they they are so similar but he's like the dark mirror image of her, you know, he is the bad version of her and she's the good version of him, you know, 
like the light side and the dark side of the same coin, you know. So, just typical, you know, storytelling <laughs> thing here, but it's it works well. But anyway, so I just love her and <laughs> just love her, and I'm so impressed that she was able to do that at eight years old. Like, how strong was she? And why, though? Why is she that strong compared to the other kids? Why is her powers different? Because it seemed like her powers were totally different than everyone else's. Like, they come from... It seems like they come more from an emotional place for her. And, like, she's stronger than them, but she has to have a good motive. Like, she... You know what I mean? Like, she's stronger when she's motivated. You know, by emotional things. <laughs> and, um, I like that. You know, she has to be motivated, and it it seems like, I don't know. I don't know why she's so different, but it seemed like they were saying, like, her and Henry were more alike than the other kids. The other kids were just like, this is a skill I have, and blah, 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 I'm going to practice. But them two were, like, different somehow. And we know both of them were born with their powers, I mean, pretty much... Um, we just know that, right? Like, we just know that. And, uh, it seems so odd to me that, like, Henry grew up with his powers and, like, <laughs> yeah, he felt like an outsider, but, like, he had a family and mostly normal things happening to him besides, like, having his powers. Like, outside of having powers, everything was pretty much normal. Like, he had a pretty good family. And then he became evil. But Eleven, she grew up being abused her whole life. I mean, her entire life was bad. You know, there was nothing good in her life. She didn't have any good parents. Like, this upsets me because it's like, you know, she had that vague memory of her mom. But that was taken from her. Her whole childhood was taken from her. And the closest thing she had to a parental figure, like... She thought he might be trying to kill her. Like, Henry told her that Brenner was trying to kill her, which I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, I mean, Brenner sucks, but obviously Henry was trying to, you know, motivate her and manipulate her to escape. And um, he was doing the manipulating, so, yeah. Um... I don't think Brenner hated her. I know he didn't want... Um, I think that's... I think that part of the reason he punished, like, the... Henry, um, for helping Eleven. Like, that's what he was doing. He was punishing him for helping Eleven. But, like, I don't think it was because he hated Eleven and wanted to kill her. I don't think it had to do with her. I think he wanted him to leave her alone. You know what I mean? Like, I think he punished him to be, like... You leave Eleven alone, you know, because you're da like he knew he was dangerous, so he's like, you leave her alone. I think Brenner was trying to protect Eleven from Henry. Like, not that he's a good guy, not that Brenner's a good guy, but I think he wanted Henry to like mess with her, you know. And uh, he's trying to keep him in check, you know, from like messing with any of the kids. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, honestly, as much as I hate Brenner. You know, <laughs> and I was really like, 
I didn't think that I could dislike a character. Not as a character, but, like, dislike them as far as, like, think they're a bad person. I didn't think there was going to be a worse villain than Brenner, but Henry is. And Brenner didn't even create him. He just, well, he tried to recreate him, but he wanted somebody that he can control. Which is, like, bad of him, but Henry does not have the ability to have his freedom. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to be locked away. Because he's a serial killer. And uh, he always was. You know, he was always going to be that. Even if he didn't have powers, he's probably going to be a regular serial killer, you know. Um, he just... Yeah. Um, he sucks. But um, what I'm wondering is... I was doing a little bit of math. And the Creel murders happened in 59. When Henry was 12. In 79... When we see the massacre at Hawkins Lab, Eleven's eight years old, and Henry, we're just going to call him Henry, because that's his original name, he was 32. And so I started thinking, Brenner was trying to recreate this kid's powers, you know, when he started the experiment, you know, on MKUltra, on Terry and all them. So, it's, like, interesting to me because it's, like, how long, you know, <laughs> how did he do it? How was he trying to recreate those powers? He was taking them from him, like, how? Like, was he drawing his blood and injecting, you know, experiments with his blood? Because I'm starting to wonder, because I've read the novel, uh, Suspicious Minds, and it goes back to, Terry in college and her getting pregnant and having 11 and you know all that so that's when it takes place the book and in that Terry ends up being pregnant as she's getting experimented on like Brenner knows she's pregnant before she does and doesn't tell her <laughs> so she she's like up to eight months pregnant before she even realizes she's pregnant and like it's just you know and, um, she assumes that the baby, Eleven, is Andrew Rich's kid, because that was her boyfriend, and that was the only guy she was hooking up with, except he had been gone for a while, you know, because he was in Vietnam, and he died in Vietnam because of Brenner. So, anyway, so, okay, Andrew Rich is Eleven's dad, or so we think, because that's what Terry said, like, he's the only guy she was sleeping with. So, who else would she think is her dad? Why would she even question it? You know what I mean? And, uh, so, yeah. But even if the book is canon, um, I think it's possible that Brenner artificially inseminated Terry, uh, to get her pregnant with Henry's kid and Eleven, Henry's Eleven's dad, like, biologically. I think that's totally possible, even if the book is canon, because... The only reason Terry just assumed Andrew Rich was Eleven's dad is because that's the only person she slept with, you know? But she didn't think, oh, you know, maybe Brenner injected me with someone else's, you know, DNA to get me pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't think of that, you know what I mean? And that's why she just assumes Andrew was Eleven's dad, but it's like, because that's the only person she was hooked up with. So it's like, well, <laughs> you know, um... Maybe Brenner 
purposely got her pregnant because it was awfully convenient, the timing of her pregnancy. Because it's like, y'all, you and Andrew, you know, her and Andrew were dating. And, like, you know, she ended up pregnant. I, I would, I really want to read it again in a way just to see, like, was he even, like, gone? You know? I think kind of the reason she couldn't... It could make sense because, you know, she's like, I have to be eight months pregnant because Andrew hasn't been here for this many months, you know, or something. So it's like, does she... Is there, like, clues? Or does it follow, like, you know, like, I don't know. But it's weird to me because, and this is why I think this um, theory, mostly, is because Henry, as an orderly, like, he could have picked any one of those kids. And maybe he picked Eleven because she was born with her powers, because, you know, she was. We know that for sure. Like, she was born with her powers because... She wasn't experimented on. Terry was. Brenner took her, you know, from birth. And, you know... <clears throat> so she was extra powerful because of that. And it's like... So... I don't know. I'm just saying, like... Brenner took her for that specific reason. And I think... I think he wanted Terry to be pregnant. And I think he knew, like, because she gave birth to Eleven while she was, you know, for whatever reason, while he was experimenting, um, with, I don't know, with what, you know, um, in the real MK Ultra, it was LSD, but I guess for the show, we're going with, like, something from Henry's DNA, but it's just the convenient timing, and how he acted towards Eleven, how Henry acted towards Eleven, and not just, like, you know, maybe he knew she was more powerful than the rest or stood out from the rest and she was different than them, because she was. But, you know, and he saw her get bullied, okay? He, he saw her being bullied. So it's like, okay, I could see that seeing somebody get bullied, it, they would be the easiest person to convince to get out of there, you know? Which is true. And it was, you know, it's like, I can use them bullying her as an excuse, you know, to, to get her out of here, which is all well and good, except for, um, when they did, when she did take the, um, chip out of his neck, he could have killed her right then. He was right there. But instead he was like, come on, we gotta get out of here. And then he asked her to join him, like, as far, he's like, we can rule the world together. And it's like, why, though? Like, why? You could be alone. Like, why do you want her to be a part of it? I just feel like there was something extra there of, like, why is he still helping her escape? Why does he still want her to escape? Why does he... You know, he killed everyone else. All the other kids. So it's not just, like, I want somebody super-powered with me. You know, he could have took two who probably would have enjoyed doing that. You know what I mean? He seemed sadistic as well. So it's like, of all the people here, you think she's going to help you? You know? Like, she might have been the easiest to manipulate because she was the victim of bullying all the time. But, like, I don't think so. You know, I think that something else made him single her out and want her to escape. He really wanted her to escape with him. He could have easily killed her like he did all the others. 
And it's not just that he thought all superpowered people are better, so I'm going to rescue them. If that were true, he would have rescued all the other... He wouldn't have killed all the other kids that were experiments with superpowers, you know? So it's like, no, <laughs> you know? Unless he just went around asking them, do you want to come with me? And they all said no, and he just killed them. You know, maybe that happened, but I don't know. He put Eleven in that closet and was like, wait here. And he left to go do his thing, and then, you know... I don't know what he had planned, but he wasn't going to kill her, you know? So it's like, that makes me think there's something extra there. Like, maybe he's related to her. Like, maybe he knows that Brenner took his DNA to impregnate Terry with. And so, like, artificially inseminated. I definitely don't think they hooked up. Like, I definitely don't think, like, they just hooked up. I definitely don't. Um, like, they, he was older enough. He was 23. When Terry got pregnant... Henry would have been 23. They were the right ages to have a kid together, but I definitely just don't think Terry hooked up with him. Like, oh, you know. And I think Eleven always kind of assumed that Brenner was, like, her father, in a way. Like, her biological dad. I don't know um, if she even thought about it. <laughs> but in the book, it's Andrew Rich. But then, you know, with this whole new thing, it's like, we're never, the show can do what they want with it because it's like, even if we keep the novel canon, we can just say, oh, well, Terry, of course, assumed it was Andrew's kid because that was her boyfriend. That's the only guy she was hooking up with. <laughs> you know, she didn't know that Brenner artificially inseminated her with Henry's DNA, which I think is possible and probable. Like, he just seemed too, for somebody who does who killed his own family members, who did not give a crap about his own father and sister, like, he can say that his parents were bad people because they had a past or whatever. Like, first of all, obviously, he's just being horrible um, by judging them for things, you know, in their past. But what did Alice do? his sister. What did his sister do that was so terrible? She was his little kid, you know? So he killed her, and what did she, he didn't say anything about her having a past. It's like she didn't have one. She was just an innocent child like him. Well, not him, but <laughs> like my other children, you know? Most children. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he killed his sister, too, and she didn't do anything wrong, so it's like, what? If, what's your excuse for that, buddy? But anyway. Uh, he's, you know, but anyway. Yeah, that all happened, and that's what that's a theory that I have that he's you know possibly Eleven's biological father, and um, <clears throat> you know that just makes so much sense <laughs> considering everything, and um, as far as Beckney goes, like in the previous episode, what was just the the one right before this, Holly Jolly, the podcast episode I was talking about Steve's pool and was like how long has this pool been in the upside down when was it built blah 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 I didn't even expect or need answers for that but they are giving us answers for that because um, the upside down Hawkins is and I think I said this before like I think the only part of our world or whatever um, that's in the Upside Down is Hawkins. I don't think outside of Hawkins there's any other places that are, like, the, the up, right side up, you know? So, Nancy finds in her room that, like, the diary entries stop at 
um, November 6th in 1983. And that's the day we went missing, so that's the day the gate opened. So I think when the gate opened, that's when Hawkins appeared in the Upside Down. Um, Hawkins was recreated in the Upside Down when the gate opened, is what I think. And I think it's only Hawkins. I don't think if you went in the Upside Down and tried to leave the Hawkins part of it, I don't think you would go to the next town over. I think it's just all Hawkins. You know what I mean? The only Hawkins. Because it's like, I feel like part of that is because of Vecna. I think Henry, as Vecna, you know, went there. And I don't know what all was there. Like, that's what I'm curious about. I've been talking too long. My voice is going out. But... I'm curious about how much of the Upside Down was Henry's creation or how much was already there. And, you know, like in the show, they said that the Mind Flayer was controlling or like in charge. And like Henry was like, her Vecna was like his five star general or whatever. I'm not too sure about that because the Mind Flayer looks like a spider and Henry was obsessed with spiders. So it's like, how do we know that he didn't create the Mind Flayer? I mean, you're calling him the Mind Flayer because of D&D, but these creatures are not really D&D creatures, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, you're just calling them that because that's the closest, you know, a proximity, that's the closest thing, approximately, that, that, you know, is a reflection of them, you know what I mean? Like, if you're using D&D characters or monsters to explain, like, the Demogorgon or the Mind Flayer, it's not really the Mind Flayer, it's not really the Demogorgon, you know what I mean? Not actually. You know, that's just what words you use to call them, so that, you know, just because you need a name for them, you know? And they're close in what they are. And, like, even when they look up, like, you know, the Mind Flayer wants to do this because of blah blah blah, That that's a guess. It's It's not concrete information because that's based on a game and the mount player is a real creature you know the actual one um which doesn't it doesn't have its own name so and of course the show is basing these characters monsters on D&D monsters sort of um obviously but so we can kind of trust that in a way but not fully you know what I'm saying so it's like you can say the Mind Flayer is in charge, but <laughs> you don't know that, really. And, you know, how do we know that Henry didn't create the Mind Flayer as, like, a monster to do his bidding? You know what I mean? And since everyone, Henry or Vecna, seems to be perfectly comfortable in his own house, you know, in the Upside Down, the vines connect to him, you know? Like, I don't know, it's just so... I'm curious about, like, who's in charge, uh, who's really in charge. I kind of feel, like, I'm leaning towards thinking that Henry's in charge. I feel like I don't know what all creatures were in the Upside Down yet. Like, he might have created the Demogorgon and the bats and all this. You know, like, just out of whatever. And, like, the Vons that, you know, I, I just don't, I'm like... <sighs> What all was here before he arrived? <laughs> I feel like the Upside Down was there. Like, the dimension was there. Um, obvious. I just feel like it was already there. But an Eleven sent him to a different dimension. Like, she literally, like, was so powerful. She beat him up and just sent him into a totally different dimension. 
And um, he's only been there for seven years, you know? So it's like, I feel like when the Demogorgon, like, entered Herman Palace, whenever she was, like, trying to, um, well, she was listening to that Russian guy, you know, in, in season one, when she first heard the Demogorgon and saw him, I guess she, I think she just heard it at first. In Herman Palace, you know, that black void where she goes to to, like, find people and stuff. She was in Herman Palace and the Demogorgon showed up. And I think that was totally intentional from Henry. Like, I think Henry sent it there. I think it was like he was trying to create, like, a psychic connection with her, you know. And, like, a telekinetic telekinetic like link to her and he was looking for her he had been waiting for her and looking for her and I think he found her I think he wanted her to you know connect with the Demogorgon and you know create the gate like I think he planned it all out I think he knew that would happen and um you know some people were like why do you just you know send the Demogorgon, or why the Mind Flayer, why didn't he just come out himself? And it's like, we don't know how injured he was. Like, she sent him through there, and he was just like, a, like first of all, she disintegrated him. He got sent through, you know, the portal to the Upside Down. She didn't really open a gate. Like, when she sent him through, she did, I don't think she opened a gate. Um, she didn't open a real gate. She sent him through a portal, and I think there's a difference. Um, and a gate and a portal. A gate will open and stay open, but a portal opens, somebody goes through, and then it closes. You know, the portal's only open for a few minutes, um, but a gate stays open. I think there's a difference because um, even the Demogorgon, like, <laughs> Eleven opened the gate, and the gate stayed open. It was just open all the time. But when the Demogorgon came out into the woods, like, the it came through a portal. Like, a Demogorgon would go through a portal and go back through the portal, and then the portal would close. And I think that the portal is just a temporary thing. And, like, a Demogorgon can't create a gate, but it can create a small portal that closes within a few minutes. That's why I think, because I'm like, how are the Russians keeping a Demogorgon captive whenever a Demogorgon can create a portal to the Upside Down? Couldn't it just escape through there? But then I was like, <clears throat> maybe because a Demogorgon can only create a temporary portal, they can only do that when they're near an actual gate. You know what I mean? And there's no gate around. I think that might be a thing. But anyway. Um, so I think when she sent Henry through to the Upside Down, that was a portal. It wasn't really a gate because it closed right back up as soon as he went through. Same, same thing when she defeated the Demogorgon in that room. She sent the Demogorgon through a portal. And the portal didn't stay open. Like, it wasn't a gate. There's a difference, I think, in a gate and a portal. And, um... <clears throat> Vecna now... And I think... Okay, so when she sent Henry through that thing and he was, like, burning up and then getting, like, lightning striking him over and over again and he his body burnt... But also, it's like, is this why he doesn't like it? He likes it cold? Because fire killed him? Or almost killed him? He got, you know what I mean? Like, why? Is that a thing? <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he was seriously injured. 
he got burnt up and electrocuted repeatedly. So it's like, we don't know how badly he was damaged and injured. And I think that, like, being there and recovering there, I think that the vines or creatures or things in the Upside Down, like, merged with him, creating, like, a hybrid person. Like, he's not back to his normal self. He's, like, you know... He's merged in with the Upside Down. You know what I mean? Like, Vons grow out of his head and all this stuff. And, like, Vons are, like, an Upside Down thing. So, it's like, he has merged with the Upside Down. You know? That's why he looks the way he does. <clears throat> but who knows how long it took for him to be able to, like, be mobile and to heal, you know? So, it's like, that's probably why it's taken him so long to get to the point where he can actually, like do things, you know, and plus, you know, he's gaining, like, strength and power and blah, 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 like, over time. So, it's like, okay, that's why it took so long. But, of course, I don't have all the answers to this, and, um, I would like to know, like, what exactly is going on. Like, I would like to know, like, who's in charge, him and the mind player, you know, like, what all things there that he created and what all things were already there and all this stuff. Like, what it looked like before, blah, blah, blah. I want to know all the stuff. And I want to know more now because it's, like, matters to the story more. Like, before, whenever I was talking about, like, Steve's pool, like, was it built now or whatever? Like, I, I didn't really need them to answer those questions at that point because it's like, you know, maybe it was here forever. Who knows? Who cares? It's not, you know, it's a different dimension. We don't know. But now that it's part of the story, it's like, so now that he's part of the story and that's part of the story, uh, I think we need to know, like, what's going on? Like, who's in charge? What did he make? What? Why is it Hawkins, you know? Well, I mean, I think it's Hawkins because, you know, that's where he was and he was the one with the, the divot, you know what I mean? He's the one that started all this, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> of course, his mom brought him to Hawkins because that's where Brenner was, and she wanted a doctor to help him and blah, 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 like, all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, but at the time of his beginning of starting murdering people, he was in Hawkins, so Hawkins is, like, his hometown. <clears throat> and he was talking about, I like to hold a mirror up to people and show them who they really are and how bad they are, blah, blah, blah. And he created in the Upside Down a mirror, a dark mirror image of Hawkins. So he's trying to show Hawkins itself, the whole town, the dark mirror image of itself with the Upside Down. So it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think, I definitely think that he put Hawkins there. I think that Hawkins is there because of him, you know, and, and all this. But I don't know. Um, I don't know if there was Demogorgons in the Upside Down before him. The mind flayer, who knows, you know? But those are my theories and questions. And, like, that's based on the big plot lines, you know what I mean? I'm not going to get into all the characters and, like, this a whole... I mean, I got into Eleven some, but, like, she's, you know, she's Eleven, and so I love her, and blah, blah, blah. Um... But as far as, like, little character moments or different things, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna, well, obviously I'm gonna do season four on the podcast when I get to it, 
So I'll just do all that then. And I might do a bonus episode when I finish the next volume. Because volume 2 comes out in July. So I might talk about those episodes in a bonus episode like this one. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff this season. A lot of confusing things. Like, I highly recommend watching it twice. Because the first time through I was confused about a lot of stuff. I'm just trying to figure everything out. But once you know everything... And then go back and watch it a second time. Everything does make sense. Everything does make sense. And uh, it's great. <laughs> it's just great. Um, I love it. As far as like being a writer myself, I'm like, this is how you write a story. This is how you give somebody a satisfying ending. Even if you're going to leave it on a cliffhanger, at least give us some satisfying answers before you do that. And they did. I'm like, this is how you do this. This is how you do it. This is exactly how you do it. Um, but anyway, I better go because my voice is gone out and I'm going to go read some Stranger Things fan fiction. I think <laughs> I never read fan fiction, especially Stranger Things, but, um, I don't know. You know, I might as well. Not, I can't, like, I'm reading memes of Stranger Things on Tumblr and, um, just going through memes and stuff, and some of it's fan fiction, some of it's memes. It's, it's just like, I can't, you know, it's too soon to start watching something else. Because my mind just keeps going back to Stranger Things, even though I've finished it twice. Can't think about any other shows. <laughs> you know how it is when you're like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't, is there anybody else having this problem? Anyway, none of us can get Kate Bush out of our head and, you know, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a quote, uh, because this is not about a specific episode, but anyway, I hope we get the answers. I hope, I hope some of my theories are right or whatever. It'd be cool if they were. I don't really need them to. It's fine if they're not, but it'd be cool. Um, it's just interesting to talk about. Um, but anyway, um, that's it for now. Uh, see you guys next time, and the next episode will be back in time, back in, you know, uh, the regularly scheduled programming <laughs> of, um, episode four, The Body, from season one, and it's gonna be so, I'm like, yes, I'm so glad, because, like, after seeing all this, it makes me want to go back and watch from the beginning, and it's like, I'm already doing that, so <laughs> now I can look at things from a whole new perspective, with new context so yeah I'm definitely glad that I'm doing the podcast on it because it's like well I need to watch these episodes anyway because <laughs> I need to watch it with this whole new context uh, but anyway uh, that's that's it until next time <laughs>